Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. We thank God for this day. Hallelujah. Amen. Recording in progress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless God for all things. I am Apostle Miracle Pettinger. Amen. And I give God glory, honor, and praise for the opportunity to be here today. Amen. To, to minister the word of the Lord and just to share with you what God has spoken. Amen. So for our house, hallelujah, for our house here at Proceeding Word, we know that to the year 2024 is halfway through the prophetic calendar of 5784. Hey, amen. And so we thank God for what he has done thus far. And, um, and we've been talking about how God spoke to us, how this is an opportunity and a time for us to experience the doors of the, the, we are going to experience those open doors and manifestations to, of open heavens. But first we have to make sure that we're in position to pour out ourselves, to pour out our souls, to empty ourselves of everything that's not like God. Amen. And do it sincerely and do it on a continual basis so that way we are ready to receive what he wants to outpour into us. When he wants to pour out of heaven into us, we pour out our souls and then there's an outpour that comes from heaven. Amen. And so it's not just material things. It's not just favor and divine influence and divine likability. But guess there's something that God has been pouring out of heaven all along. Amen. Hallelujah. There's been an outpour of, from heaven that sets you in right standing with the authority of God. There's an outpour of heaven that helps you to live this life with God and endure the processes so you can experience the rich and satisfying life that Jesus Christ came to give you. There is an outpour of heaven. There's a greater level of anointing. There's a greater level, yes, of favor, but there's a greater level of wisdom and discernment. Hallelujah, so that you can experience, oh God, oh, also everything that he has given that pertains to life and godliness. There is an outpour of heaven. So we've talked about what it means to pour out of our souls, to pour out our worship unto God. We've talked about how Jesus Christ, he is the door. And now we're going to talk about today that out, about the outpour of heaven. Yes. This is an awesome opportunity for us to thank God and praise God. Uh, as we've seen with those two words that God has given this house of pour out and outpour. And we know that, again, the year of open doors, open gate, open heaven. 
this year of 2024, we're starting to see the full manifestation of the, of the open doors, of the open gate, of the open heaven, according to God's prophetic calendar. And with that, that's why we are so intent on making sure not only that we study God's word, but we apply God's word. Because as we learned last week, in order to get access and to, to process yourself through a door, especially the door to the kingdom of heaven, guess what? We must comply with God's word. And we must enter through Jesus Christ because he is the door. So we can experience the fullness of his heavenly kingdom. Hallelujah. So we can experience the fullness of his heavenly kingdom. And so as we go into that kingdom, guess what? God pours out his spirit, and he pours out everything that we need that will satisfy our souls, our mind, our will, our emotions. In other words, our thoughts, our wants, and our feelings. Hallelujah. He knows how to do it. And because he is a God of wholeness, total shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, not only does he satisfy our soul, but he also knows how to satisfy and revive our spirit so we can have eternal life and everything that pertains to us living life not only in the hereafter but also in the here and now so that means everything that I need every situation every circumstance that comes that comes towards me or that I run up on God has already provided the solution therefore I have no problems hallelujah and so we thank God that he's given us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness, as we know in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. And it says, as his divine power has given to us all things. How many things? All, all things. things that pertain to life and godliness. Uh, he's given us through what? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great, exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So the outpour that comes from heaven, it's been made available to us through exceedingly great and manifest in exceedingly great and precious promises. And it manifests in all those things that pertain to life and godliness or a godly living, a godly lifestyle. That which represents the integrity and the divine nature of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And so it's going to represent his glory. It's going to represent his excellence. Oh, and all these things. But guess what? It cannot. It, it can't, it's going to be separate from the world's point of view. It's, going, it's not going to contain what is socially acceptable, what has been corrupted by the world through its lust. We know we, the Bible tells us and through his word in the New Testament to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, for all that is in the world. Is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The things that would try to kill your spirit and to try to, to get you in a place, and in a position of everlasting death and torment. That's what the enemy does. He tries to lure you into a place where you step when you step from under the outpour of heaven. Mm -hmm. That outpour that comes from the heaven is a place of right standing in the authority of God. Hallelujah. Hmm. 
and we go on to say we're going to see all the wonderful things uh, just a couple of the things we're just scratching the surface this is not uh, an inclusive list <laughs> of, of what uh, uh, of what the outpour of heaven is well I just want to give you a glimpse of what the outpour of heaven is that it's more than just things it's more than just physical things first of all the outpour of heaven is his spirit when i say his spirit i'm talking about the spirit of the one true and living god the creator of heaven and earth hallelujah jehovah oh i must say it is his spirit how do we know this? Acts chapter 2, looking at verses 14 through 20, uh, 21. Our brother, our wonderful brother, Elder Peter, sir, he was also, he was back there in doing the uh, in the dispensation of time, during his time. He was back there and he began to pray and to uh, prophesy and to preach over the people after the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, when he ascended and, they're getting and the Holy Spirit was getting ready to come uh, to leave God, that God promised as a comforter. And he said to them, it says, then, well, they're up there waiting. While they were waiting, he says, then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. Oh, and then some of us, we know it by the King James Version. Oh, my goodness. Oh, they, we are not drunk as he supposed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, they're not drunk because something was happening to them. They were experiencing something they had never experienced before. And in the New Living Translation, it says... No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit. The outpour of heaven is his spirit. will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. God said he would do it, and he has done it, and he's yet doing it even right now. He is eternal God. He is an everlasting God. He is a God that supersedes time and space. Therefore, guess what? He is yet still pouring out his spirit among all flesh, upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. They will decree and declare the good news, the messages, the heart messages of God. They will, your young men will see visions. They will be able to see what God is saying. And your old men will dream dreams. Those who are mature in the faith, hallelujah, that are seasoned, that they will begin to dream and to be able to see even when, when everyone else is um, conscious to one thing or another, they will be in the consciousness of God, hallelujah, and God will speak to them in a way. <laughs> That they understand. Amen. There's no language barrier there. When God speaks to you in your dreams, there God doesn't. It doesn't matter what your vocabulary level is. It doesn't matter what your experiences were or were not. When God speaks to you personally, individually, He's communicating directly to you in a language, in a way, shape, and form that you understand and are able to relate to others. Hallelujah. He is pouring out His Spirit, His very essence. His presence. 
It doesn't matter how young or old you are. The presence of God can meet you right there. Amen. But you have to be in position to receive it. Oh, and it goes on to say, in those days I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike. They will prophesy. It's, ah, uh, they will prophesy. To prophesy means to deliver the message of God, to, be a me to deliver the heart message of God. We know his message because we read his word. Mm -hmm. We study his word. We renew our minds daily with his word. And he confirms his word. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And I will cause wonders in the heavens and above the and, and above in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoke and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn red, bl uh, blood red, before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The visions that God has given, the miracle signs and wonders that he is performing. He gives confirmation to not only to the prophecies, but also to the dreams. He gives confirmation with miracle signs and wonders to those visions. And it's available to all those who choose to call upon him. Who choose to say, Lord, I need you. I can't save myself. I truly surrender unto you. When you get in right relationship with God. Choosing to repent. Repent doesn't mean apologize. Repent means to turn away from the sin and unto God. It is a, there's a turning. There's a manifested change. It is a changing of your mind. Hallelujah. When God repented that he made the earth, he wasn't sorry that he made earth. He changed his mind about the, about the way that he's allowing certain things to go on in the earth during the time of Noah. That's why he chose to send a flood to, to start over again. Mm. When he reverses his own, when he chooses to reverse the consequences that you deserve, mm -hmm. his mercy is being enacted on that. Mm -hmm. Ah. And so... We see that the outpour of heaven is his spirit, his foreknowing, his discernment, his wisdom, his knowledge, uh, his understanding, his anointing. We thank God for that. We also see that with that is going to come a manifestation that comes with that outpour of heaven. So we see that the outpour of heaven is also excessive abundance and sufficiency, being su that which is sufficient. That outpour of heaven is as excessive abundance, just like in the days of Noah, we know that when God opened, when he said it's going to rain, and then the rain came, he opened, the Bible says he opened the windows of heaven, and he poured the rain out in excessive abundance. Don't you know that the measure of what God does is always going to be bigger than what you can handle? We serve a great big God. He does great big things. If he were to only pour out in a measure that you could handle, then you would not need him. He gives you more than enough. More than enough. So therefore, the measure of wisdom that he gives you, and you plant and you seed and you use and allow to sprout and grow, is going to yield an exponential harvest. It's going to yield excessive abundance. And whatever he gives you is sufficient, even if you think it's not big enough. What he does give you is sufficient for that Amen. to still produce the abundant harvest. Sometimes we think, oh, that one little seed ain't going to produce much. I need more seeds. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You just need that one little seed. Then you use that one little seed. 
Because if you plant too many of those little seeds, you're going to get something that's not going to turn Amen. out the way that it's supposed to. It's going to pervert the purpose. It's going to uh, it's it's uh, it's going to contaminate the original intent and purpose of what God has. We see in Ephesians three twenty, we're reminded about how God will do exceedingly. He says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Is the power of the living God working on the inside of you? Is the power of the living God, is Holy Ghost power working in you? And are you allowing it to work to keep you to follow after the word? And not to turn to the right or to the left, but to continue to go the straight and narrow path. Are you allowing the power of God's word to work in your mind, to keep you from thinking things that you have no business thinking about? Are you allowing the power of God's word to govern the actions of your will? And the Holy Spirit, do as the Holy Spirit whispers between your thoughts, are you choosing with your will and your wants to Follow the directions and the instructions that Holy Spirit gives you. If you are, that's when you start to see this exceedingly abundantly above all. That you can ask, think, or imagine. Because you've aligned yourself in the word and the will of God. Even in Genesis chapter 33 verses 10 through 11 gives us another example of what it looks like when we see that exceedingly abundantly. Uh, that excessive. And at this time the uh hallelujah uh at this time jacob had came back to esau because uh, remember um jacob uh, <laughs> jacob did some bad things mm -hmm. he he was a trickster and he'd allowed the enemy to use him to do some stuff to his brother and now he had to come back and repent he had to come back and and make good on what god had on, on what um on the relationship to rebuild a godly relationship god was restoring a godly relationship between him and his brother and it says there in verse 10, but Jacob insisted, no, if I have found favor with you, please accept this gift from me. And what a relief to see your friendly smile. It is like seeing the face of God. Please take this gift I have brought to you. For God has been very gracious to me. I have been, I have more than enough. I have more than enough. And because Jacob insisted, Esau finally accepted the gift. Now, just like with the traumas and the dramas of an <laughs> enemy family, when you do something to somebody, if you, like, if you kill my cat, why do I want anything from you? I don't care if you're coming back to say you're sorry or whatnot. Why would I want it? Because I don't like you. You did this, that, and the other. So, of course, Esau was in his fields. He didn't want to accept anything from him. He didn't care what his brother was saying. But it was because but Jacob had a change of heart. Jacob came not just to apologize, but he came to repent. God had dealt with Jacob while he was in the wilderness, when he went to run away. And then after dealing with him, guess what? In his repentance, Jacob brought a gift to his brother. And by and Esau had to have a moment where he decided to let go of the bitterness, let go of the anger, let go of the pride. Yes, your brother did you wrong. But now he has come back to repent and to demonstrate his repentance by even bringing you a gift. 
Why? Because God has blessed him. He has more than enough. And when not only when he um, when Esau finally received that gift was Esau blessed, but also Jacob was also blessed again in that process. So our God, the outpour of heaven is going to put you in a position where you'll have more than enough to give to others, even to give and, and make some um, important uh, recompense. Hallelujah. And repent. Get some relationships right. Swallow your pride. Humble your pride. Humble yourself. Uh, before the mighty hand of God. So you can move forward in the things of God and in the kingdom of God. Ah, uh, Even in Exodus chapter 36 verses 4 through 7. We see an example of how the children of Israel were working um, for the house of the Lord. And Moses had given them in some instructions about how to uh, put the tent together, the tabernacle together and whatnot. So they needed different materials and uh, for, the, for the tabernacle. So, so in modern days we say the pastor put out that clarion call. Okay, we need, this is the building fund. Okay, we need, we need stuff for the building fund to build a new building, to move out, to do this, or to do this outreach program. So guess what? God had blessed the children of Israel, even though they came out of Egypt, even though they made some mistakes in the wilderness, yet God had yet and still blessed them to the point that this happened. Verse 4, finally the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. They went to Moses and reported, the people have given more than enough materials to complete the job the Lord has commanded us to do. Uh, even the people brought more than enough. Uh, the outpour of heaven, more than enough. So Moses gave the command, and this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts <laughs> for the sanctuary. We have enough. So the people stopped bringing their sacred offerings. So when you give as unto the Lord, God will make sure that there is more than enough. More than enough finances. When you take out of God's house, he will take care of yours. You will have more than enough. How many of us have covers that are overflowing? Where you can't even keep the groceries in the cupboards anymore. You got, I'm talking about me. You got food on the stove, food halfway on the floor, on the stools, everything else. Because you don't have enough space. You, don't, you have more than enough. Hallelujah. That's the kind of God that we serve. Amen. More than enough. And if you could imagine with your Holy Ghost imagination, for all the overflow that you have in your house of food and chips and apples and grapes and whatever that is, what if that was peace? You got more than enough peace, more than enough grace, more than enough favor, more than enough kindness, more than enough love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, more than enough faithfulness. It's overflowing. You can't even keep it in the cupboard. You can't keep it in the pantry. Oh, you've got more than enough. More than enough peace to calm the fears. There's no reason for you to fear. Just eat of the goodness of the Lord and allow him to wrap you in his arms. Hallelujah. When you offer it up to God, God will bless it. He will make sure that there is no lack in your cupboards, lack in your house. The cupboards of your mind, your will, your emotions. Ah. Oh, he will make sure your finances, even your relationships. Thank you, Lord. It says their contributions 
were more than enough to complete the whole project. Mm, more than enough. That's the kind of God that we serve. We serve a God of more than enough. And one more example, we see that not only does he do the tangible things, but again, spiritual things. We know that in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, he said to me, my, and this was um, when uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, was talking about how God spoke to him and told him uh, about himself and the things that he was um, going through and how God allowed there to be a thorn in Paul's side to keep him humble. And so he wouldn't be prideful all the time because he could even, even Paul had to be knocked down a peg or two every now and again because there was something on the inside of him. And guess what? That same thing inside of him is also in us. Amen. Guess what? We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Therefore, there's a part of us that is self-centered, that wants to be worshipped, that wants the attention. <laughs> and that part of us has to be crucified daily. And so when we go through certain situations and circumstances, we need to know that God has said, my grace is sufficient for you. My, for my strength is made perfect in weakness, therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that, I, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The grace of God. Oh, the grace of God. It's that enabling ability of God. He gives us grace. He gives us more grace. The more grace of God abounds. Hallelujah. We know the mercy of God is when he withholds a punishment or a consequence that we deserve. The grace of God is when he gives us a, um, a gift or an ability, something when he gives us something, a precious gift, a precious promise, promise that we did not earn. Hallelujah. So we thank God that he, everything that he gives us is, is sufficient and it's more than enough all at the same time. Mm. So, one more thing that we see. The outpour of heaven, understanding that, first of all, it's his spirit. We need the spirit of the living God resting on the inside of us. We also know that everything that God gives us along with his spirit, his pow power, his love, his joy, his peace, his wisdom, knowledge, understanding, his grace, even provisions that manifest in different, in different forms, is gonna be excessive. It's going to be exceedingly abundant above all that we ask or think, right? It's going to be sufficient for whatever situation or circumstance we're going through. But not only that, the outpour of heaven is an intimate relationship with Christ Jesus. We can't get to anything else from that outpour unless we have an intimate relationship with Christ Jesus. We know that Jesus Christ, first and foremost, he is the door, yeah. right? We can't go, we can't get into heaven unless we go through the door. Right. And so if I want the outpour of heaven, I must first invite Christ. I need, he's knocking on the door of my heart, yeah. first of all. He's knocking on that door. I have to answer that door and respond to him and allow him into my heart and allow the power of the Holy Spirit to work inside of me. And I must be in partnership with Christ Jesus. Because he does the initial saving. Holy Spirit does that initial saving. Amen. He revives my dead spirit. Now I have to walk and journey through life with Christ, choosing to follow his directions and his commands so I can see the exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, not just in the hereafter, but in the here and now. 
And so as he is not only and the door into the kingdom, he is also the outpouring. It's Jesus Christ is the one who releases the outpour of heaven into us. Why do you say that, Pastor? Because as we look at Titus chapter 3, we're looking verses 1 through 7. Our key verse here is 7. It says, Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Once we, too, were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generous, genuously, sorry, he, genu he generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. He did it through Jesus Christ, our Savior. The outpour of heaven comes through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence. Amen. He gave us confidence. confidence. He gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. That's where my confidence is. It's in Christ Jesus. I can say that I am standing under the outpour of heaven because of Christ, because I'm standing in right relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. I can expect exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think because I have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, I can thank God for the visions and the, and the prophecies and the dreams because I am in relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. This all points back. I can go through open doors that no man can shut. And I can trust that God will shut doors that no man can open. Why? Because I am a kingdom citizen. How? Through Jesus Christ. Ah. It is about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. We bless the Lord. So out of all of this, I want to encourage you to activate that outpour. And live under an open heaven. But in order to do it, you need Jesus Christ. You need the, the Jesus, the anointed one, and his anointing. You need to allow him to work not only in you, but through you. That means you must, as you develop that intimate relationship with Christ, that means you spend time with him on a daily basis. You get up every day, you breathe every day, you, apparently you go to the bathroom every day, you can pray every day. Amen. Okay? You eat every day. So even as you eat the natural things, how about we also eat the spiritual things of God at the same time? 
That's what even fasting is about. It's not just about turning down your plate or changing from one diet to another diet. It's about taking time to eat the meat of God's word. So during the time that you would eat physical meat, you're saying, Lord, I'm dedicating this time to eat your spiritual meat. I'm dedicating the time that I would eat to put food in my mouth to put to eat the meat of your word, to eat the bread of heaven. Even God gave the Israelites bread and manna that sustained them and had so much that they had their arms full. Mm -hmm. They had so much they couldn't even handle when he allowed the bread of heaven to pour out. He, he, they had so much. So how much more is that God giving that to us now through the power of his Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. He knows exactly what he is doing. Hallelujah. Even Psalm 78 verses 23 to uh, 25 says, it says this, but he commanded the skies to open, talking about uh, this is a testimony and a praise to what God did even for the children of Israel. He opened the doors of heaven. This is what Jesus, uh, God did. God opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. They ate the food of angels. God gave them all they could hold. Hallelujah. He gave them more than enough. He gave them exceedingly abundant. It was an outpour from heaven that literally came. This is the year of open doors. <laughs> he opened the doors of heaven to do this kind of outpour. Amen. Outpour of manna. He even sent the birds down. He, they had so many dead birds, that's whatever kind of bird that was, around their camp. So they only had bread to eat, but they had all meat too. They had bread and meat. Mm. That's the kind of God we serve. He gave them all that their hands could hold, meaning that he, they, they were full. They were satisfied. The outpour of heaven will satisfy you. Satisfy your mind, your will, your emotions, your, your thoughts, your wants, your feelings. And it will even satisfy your belly. You don't have to try to overindulge and be greedy. Whatever God pours out to you will satisfy not only your needs, but it will also satisfy your desires. Mm -hmm. As you meditate on him, he will give you the desires of your heart. Just make sure that your desires line up with his desires. Because you have poured out your soul unto God and allowed him to fill you to the overflow with the spirit and his presence, guess what? Your desires will be his desires. Because mm -hmm. you've chosen to let go of what it is that I want, what mm -hmm. I think I need. Mm -hmm. Lord, what is that you have for me? As we've heard um, some other men and women of God say, Lord, I thank you not only for meeting the need, for doing what I, giving me what I asked for, but even better, Lord, give me your best. Lord, whatever it is, I want exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think according to your holy power that's at work in me. Lord, give me what it is that, oh, meet the, give me what I need in the area where I need it the most. Oh God, because that one little seed that I think is just a little bit is more than enough because your grace is sufficient. Your favor is sufficient. Your love is sufficient. Your peace is sufficient. Your joy is sufficient. The provision that you have for me is sufficient. Lord God, we thank you that your provision is sufficient. 
We shall not lack and we shall not want. You have given us more than enough. More than enough for ministry, for family, for community, for education, for careers, for jobs, for travel. For evangelism, you've given us more than enough. Lord, we thank you that the provision is made real. Oh, God, that we're opening our eyes to see it. Lord, God, point us in the right direction. We choose to receive. We will humble ourselves, even if the person bringing it is not the person that we initially like. We still choose to receive. We will not hold back. We will not be prejudiced and prideful and try to dictate the means of delivery that you choose to, uh, to pour out unto us. Lord God, you know more than you know more than we do. It is your desire that everyone be saved and come into the full knowledge of you. We will not hold back somebody else's blessing Amen. by choosing to, by refusing the gift that you have sent them to give us. Lord, forgive us for being judgmental in a neck in a way that did not please you. Forgive us, Lord, for being prideful and arrogant. We come against those spirits of haughtiness right now in the name of Jesus. And we choose to humble ourselves before your mighty hand. Oh God, we thank you, Lord, that we open our ears to hear your voice. We open our eyes to see the true light of your word. We thank you for your divine wisdom and your discernment that enables us and empowers us to see you and how you are moving. That's why you give us dreams to dream. You give us visions. You give us your prophetic word, that we hear the voice of the good shepherd and a stranger we will not follow. We thank you, Lord, for pouring out your spirit to us in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we thank you that it's we are integral and we make a commitment to build daily our intimate relationship with you through your son Jesus Christ. Forgive us God for neglecting you. Oh God, forgive us God for not praying, for not fa fasting, for not reading our word. Forgive us God for doing only the things that were convenient. True sacrifice, a true relationship with God. There's going to be moments of inconvenience. That's where, that's where the sacrifice comes in. That's where we know we're crucifying our flesh. That we're not allowing our personalities. That we're not allowing what's comfortable to us, what's familiar to us, to be on the throne of our hearts. We, we, we pull it down. We shut it down. In the name of Jesus. And even in the moments where our flesh is uncomfortable, Holy Spirit is abiding on the inside of us to bring us all together. Lord God, you use all the broken pieces. So we break every stronghold, we break every fetter, we break every bondage of tradition in our minds, we break the bondage of religion, oh God. We break the bondage of rituals in the name of Jesus. And that whatever you instruct us to do is not out of religion, is not out of, uh, is not out of ritual, but is out of relationship with God. It's about following the instructions of God for this season. Sometimes you have to do something you've never done to get something you never had. Lord God, we repent. Your word never changes. Oh, 
Baramasi. The principles and the kind of precepts of your word never change. You are an unchanging God. And the method in which you choose to deliver those things for us to understand, Lord, you can have your way. Do it whatever way you choose. Amen. It may be unfamiliar to us, but it's to break the mold. In the name of Jesus. Because why? You're enlarging our capacity to receive. Well, we thank you for stretching us. Because the ordinary just won't do. <laughs> thank you, God. The ordinary just won't do. Ah, so sometimes we have to change things up. Sometimes there are certain things that God will call us to do to keep because it reminds us of his precepts and his statutes. We will never compromise, kodiya, or pollute your word. We will not add anything to it or take anything away from it. We stand on the foundation of your word. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And we choose this day forward to continue to walk in the light of your word. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name.